How is everybody doing? Welcome back to the Throw It Deep podcast. We took last week off. I was at the beach off on vacation. So we're sitting here post-draft May 17th, a couple weeks now out from the draft. Had some time to decompress post-draft, have some final thoughts on the draft, who got better, who got worse. I guess in the area of news, there's not a whole lot, although it appears like the v- wacky story out of Minnesota. I mean, we speculated on this Dalvin Cook thing for a while. It didn't look like Dalvin Cook was going to be a Viking, and for good reason. You know, he's overpaid, and probably probably his best football is behind him. Not probably. Definitely. 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 Yeah, I knew you were going to be all over that one. Uh, but that being said, uh, they in, in an odd move, the Vikings kind of just took him out of their Twitter header. Like, I guess the Twitter sleuths noticed that first. Oh, really? And, uh, <laughs> just replaced him with Alexander Madison, who at this point probably is a better running back. Obviously, he's not as highly paid. Uh, and so, yeah, Dalvin Cook, appear, it appears that uh, the Dalvin Cook era in Minnesota is coming to an end. Yeah, uh, Dalvin Cook was the worst running back in the NFL last year. And um, it's it's no surprise that um, he's he's gone now. And uh, this is just yet another example of why you don't pay these these running backs. You don't give them second contracts. Now, worst running back in the NFL. I, you always have strong takes on running backs. What what metric was he the worst running back in the NFL? I there's no one metric. He's just he was he was terrible last year. He was awful. You're weighing that based on the fact that he was paid a lot. Yes. Well, he was also horrible. And it's not like his, his play on the field has nothing to do with how much he's making. And he was putrid. Fair enough. I mean, he, you're talking about a guy who struggles to stay on the field. And it seems like Alexander Madison is more productive than Dalvin Cook when he is on the field. So it should be a pretty seamless transition in the Minnesota running back room. I, I don't know. It, it's it, we can have this conversation over and over and over again. Why you shouldn't pay running backs? I mean, you think the Eagles shouldn't have given up a twenty twenty five fourth round pick for DeAndre Swift, which is not it's too much. Well, it, it it's too much to give up a mid round pick three years down the line. That which, by the way, they get back if they don't resign him for, which, a, for a terrible player. A terrible player in DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Speaking of the Vikings, uh, they made some nice draft additions. I like them getting Jordan Addison to uh, replace Adam Thielen, frankly. Um, This is right around the late first round where they picked Justin Jefferson a few years ago. See how that turned out. They picked Um, up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Then they went uh, defense. They went, uh, took a corner, safety, nose tackle. Um, Their defense has got a lot of holes. We saw that in the Giants playoff game. Um, where Daniel Jones tore right through their defense. Um, so they clearly see that as an area of need, and they're addressing it. Well, they also took, wait for it, a running back, <laughs> believe it or not. they And uh, a local one at that, they took UAB, in, Dwayne McBride. In the seventh round. Yeah. yeah I mean, they Essentially said, an invite to training camp. Uh, sorry. Well, sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so essentially an invite to training camp there for, for UAB's Dwayne McBride, who actually had a really good season for the Blazers this past year. He, he's a good player. I, I would expect him to at least make the roster. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head what they have behind Alexander Madison, but obviously you don't, you carry more than one running back on roster, usually as many as three or four. So, uh, that being said, yeah, I did like the Vikings draft. They also selected a quarterback, uh, BYU's Jaron Hall, who, 
you know, you were probably all in on, you know, they, he came out with one of those Zach Wilson-esque uh, roll around and, and chuck it far throws. Ah, totally. Not, not quite like Zach Wilson, um, but there's nothing wrong with taking a quarterback late in, I think it was a fifth or sixth round pick. Nothing wrong yeah, with that. Probably. How about I like I, the value? I don't know if we got to it, but uh, because it's been now two weeks since we recorded right after the drafts. And we'll sure. be live, by the way, next Wednesday. We'll we'll figure out something to break down. But that being said, uh, Stetson Bennett is like is I can't remember. He's probably the fifth quarterback off the board. I, I'm not running through the numbers right now in my head, but he's like a fourth round pick to the Rams. Then it five. It comes out. This he week. went pretty early. People were saying he wasn't going to get drafted. Yeah, well, I don't think anyone thought he wasn't going to get drafted. We talked about this like uh, probably a month ago, and you, you, after his uh, you know arrest or whatever you want to call it. Well, he was arrested before the Senior Bowl, but um, you know, I, I thought he was probably a fourth or fifth round pick after the arrest. I thought he could fall to sixth or seventh round, but you know, I think he proved this past season to be capable of being at least an NFL backup, but he goes as high as the fourth round and uh, Rams GM Les Snead said after the fact, like, yeah, this was the only guy we really liked in that spot. And so, you know, we went with him and he's probably going to get a chance to play at some point. Did you see this story earlier this week that Stetson Bennett, despite seven years at Georgia, never graduated. Yeah, well, we don't know that he never graduated. There's, there's no, there's no proof of graduation. So, speculators I, I, have run wild with that. But frankly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did not graduate. The, the guy never graduated. Uh, the guy, the guy <laughs> never graduated. Uh, which is fine. You know, he's, uh, he's going to make enough to live a comfortable lifestyle in the NFL, unless he, you know, blows and is foolish and blows his money. Which, if there's one guy to do it, might be, might be old Stetson Bennett the fourth. <laughs> I spend a lot of time on this show ragging on Stetson Bennett, but I do believe he's capable. Like Stafford's arm is about to fall off. Uh, behind him, it's nothing. Yeah, what do you, what do you, what do you make of that? You think Stafford's kind of done, or not like done? Like he's gonna be the opening. Like, would it I'm be surprised? I'm surprised the I'm surprised the uh, Rams let Baker walk. They must have some confidence in Stafford's arm being like healthy. Or remember that story that like the Rams and Niners are getting into a bidding war for Baker Mayfield, which like was one of the more ridiculous headlines I've ever read. No one's getting into a bidding war for Baker Mayfield. What's wrong with Baker? Bro? Yeah, of course. And of course he ends up in Tampa Bay where it'll be, I think, a legitimate quarterback battle between him and Kyle Trask. Don't be completely shocked. If Trask wins that job. I, I think they do like him. Uh, although ultimately I, I think Baker. He's, will- he's, he's not winning that job. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if it, it, Baker's not coming in and being handed that job. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll yes, say he that. is. He's, uh, he's not. He hasn't. He's not good enough of a quarterback to come in and be handed that job over a guy who's been in the system for two years, studied behind Tom Brady for two years, and you know a guy by all accounts I think they like uh, and Kyle Trask. Obviously, I don't know if they see him as a franchise quarterback, but make no mistake, Baker is not just coming in and and saying, "Oh, here you go, Baker Mayfield's our starter." Like if he's bad. First couple weeks, I would assume he's going to open the season as the starter. All right, well, I'll give you that. It's Baker's job to lose. Like he's he's going to be the week one starter. I, th- I think that ter- that saying it's his job to lose is fair, but don't be surprised if they're quick to make him lose it if he's not playing well. That's all. all right. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, Brady Brady that that team's going to be bad. Uh, that team that team's going to be pretty bad this year. I think even in a bad division. I, mean, I think they could compete. I think they could compete in that division. You know, 
I'm not saying much, but you can make a case for all four teams in that division. Really, I, I think the Saints probably have the easiest schedule in the league. They open up, I believe, with the Titans, and you know my thoughts on the Titans. I think they're going to be just atrocious this year. Uh, and then I think their Week Two game, if I'm not mistaken, will be the Bryce Young home debut on Monday night, Saints Panthers, which is just ah. trick. Uh, but I honestly like I truly do think the Panthers are going to win that division. I, I'm going to say that right now. I, I, I disagree. Uh, the Saints have too much firepower. I think there's a, the rookie rookie quarterbacks don't haven't won that many games year one. So I think the advantage of being in that division is, is going it's going to help yeah. the team that won what seven games last year. So Obviously, you lose DJ Moore and replace him with Jonathan Mingo, which we'll see how much of a downgrade that is. I don't think it'll be much of a downgrade at all. You bring in Adam Thielen, like who's stopping this offense? Uh, that, <laughs> that being said, uh, yeah, I mean, it should, uh, talking about to lose, it should be the Saints division to lose, but I mean. Saints are a better team. You're, you're really believing in, in Dennis Allen? I, I'm not. What, what reason has he given you to do so? I'm a believer in Derek Carr. I'm a believer in that defense. Chris Olave is going to have a big year too. Yeah, fair enough. The, they're uh, not going to win 12 games, but I think I think the NFC South is theirs. It won't take 12 games. It, it'll probably take a max. I won't be surprised. Don't be shocked if an eight, eight and nine team wins that division. That, like back if, to back years. It feels like that kind of division this year. I don't think that'll be the like the. No, NFC I, South I don't is, think that. They're going to be. But I think the Jags are are good enough to win like ten or eleven games. So, you know, I, I the NFC South is far and away the worst division in football. We'll see how truly awful it is. But I actually disagree with that. I don't think it's by far the worst. I like the the um obviously the Jags are the best team in the AFC South, but they got three terrible teams in the AFC South. You could make the case that they have the three worst teams in football in uh in the bottom of the AFC South. So, yeah, I I just think the fact that I believe that the Jags are one of the three or four best teams in the AFC, which you can push back. That's just my opinion. Uh, Like, I think the Jags are better than the Jets. I know you disagree with that, but that, you know, frankly, prove it to me if you're, if you're the Jets, but um, yeah, I think the Jags are going to win 11 games this year uh and obviously cruise to a division title i wonder what the odds are on jags division title this year it's got to be got to be silly right now but sure they're uh, heavy favorites with the vikings in the nfc north now i mean is this the lions division to lose it it, it feels very weird to say that but yeah it's crazy it's it's crazy how the the vikings won that division by Four or five, four games, I believe. Close, yeah. Yeah, thirteen wins. Next team had nine wins, and now they're like, now they're underdogs to uh, the Lions. I which, think um, the odds are, I don't, and I don't have them in front of me, but no, I the think Lions are definitely favored. They're they're the favorite to win it, even um, after the suspensions to some of their players. I uh, might have to double check, but they were they were like heavy favorites, so they're still. I'm sure they'd still be ahead. We haven't talked about um, that either since that happened, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be suspended. I'm not like all in on the uh, Vikings, but if you if you're looking at a futures bet, uh, Vikings yeah, to win that division is there's that's good, a pretty uh, good value. Yeah, there's great value there. I, I would say, and not that I'm a believer in Kirk Cousins or the Vikings or really anything they got going on there besides Justin Jefferson, uh, Jordan Addison. Kirk, Kirk Cousins can play. I, I know how you feel about about yeah. You are Captain Kirk Cousins. You're about the only person on earth who's like a big supporter of Kirk Cousins. But he can play. He can absolutely play. I, so I've heard he can play. Uh, 
that being said, yeah, I, I, I actually, I, I don't know. I, it feels like the Lions with hype is, is a recipe for a for a letdown. They're not going to win that division. Maybe they will, but I, I don't know. And the Vikings weren't good, like we agreed and have agreed yeah. that they were frauds. But like, they should win this division. But the wild card is Jordan Love. Like, what if Jordan yeah, Love is out and is good? Even if Jordan Love's good, that that roster's got a lot of work to do. I, I don't see the Packers winning this division. What if Jordan Love is an upgrade from 2022 Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, that's that's not happening. I mean, because Aaron Rodgers was bad in 2022. Yeah, he had a lot of bad supporting cast, and his numbers didn't look as good. That doesn't yeah, I've mean heard, that I've bad. heard that a lot about Aaron Rodgers. Like, th- throughout the course of his career, Aaron Rodgers hasn't had help, yada, yada, yada. And it's kind of a nonsense narrative around Aaron Rodgers. It's uh, a nonsense narrative. It, it, well, it, he's, had, he's, had one, he's had one top 10 defense, and uh, he won the Super Bowl that year. So. I, I'm more so talking about his, his offense, but um, – you know, that being said. Oh, you know, okay. Well, I, I don't think people are saying he doesn't have any help on offense. I, I, I have heard that argument. It's like, okay. oh, Devontae right. Adams isn't enough. Devontae Adams isn't enough for it. Like, get get Rodgers some receiver. Like, the narrative, like, oh, the Packers won't draft the receiver in the first round around Devontae Adams. When you talk, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. Why should they draft the receiver in the first round? I understand the frustration of drafting Jordan Love in the first round, but, like, really, like, to to say you have to draft a receiver in the first round to help Aaron Rodgers. Really? Like, really? I do yeah, not- I, don't, I don't see that argument. But I, I do see the argument of um takes more than one big time receiver. Look at the Bills. They need they need they need some more help outside of Diggs. I would agree it takes more than one like big time receiver. That doesn't mean you necessarily need to spend first round assets on I mean, true, Packers, true. Devontae Adams wasn't a first round pick. Devontae Adams was like a second or third round pick. So that being said, like the Packers and what did I say before the draft? I said like there's no way the Pack I don't know if I said there's no way, but I said I'd be surprised if the Packers took JSN at fourteen or thirteen or whatever they were picking, because it's just not their MO. They just don't take uh offensive guys like that. And who do they end up with? They take Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Uh, so I was pretty uns- – it was very Packers-like pick to uh, to go with Van Ness. I wasn't very surprised at that. Another team I think that got a lot better during the draft, and we actually have spent very, very, very little time on this show talking about this team, and this is going to make uh, probably our biggest fan uh, of, of Throw It Deep, Wade, happy. Uh, the, Denver Bronco- the Denver Broncos, for a team that didn't have a first-round pick, they absolutely killed it. In this draft, they did a really, really, really good job. They grab. I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with a guy by the name of Drew Sanders. He's a, he played at Alabama for a couple of years and then transferred to Arkansas this year because there just wasn't really a spot for him. They, uh, I don't really know how to describe his position because he can play the edge, he can play inside linebacker. He's really a really a Swiss Army knife in that in that front seven. Really, really good football player, but he had a massive season after transferring to Arkansas this year. He was probably their best player on defense, and uh, yeah, they grabbed him in the middle rounds as well as Marvin Mims, the uh, the the burner from Oklahoma. So they double up on on Oklahoma players. Yeah, and- he's he, Mims is a good player. Uh, they didn't have that first round pick because of the Russell Wilson trade. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see him at the uh, Lakers Nuggets game last night? <laughs> yes, they kept they kept showing him. You I hope he got booed. Put in the group chat. Like, do you think he gets booed at those games? And like, he he should. He's got to get booed. Yeah, 
Like, I, I don't know. I think the fact that people are excited about Sean Payton probably keeps him from getting booed. It's like, all right, sure, like, sure. Give this guy one more chance. Like, oh, there's Russell. Like, if you're Russell Wilson, why are you sitting courtside at the Nuggets game? Like, why are you showing your yeah. face? I cannot don't, don't show your face in public. You He's more obsessed it. with being a celebrity than he is a quarterback. And which, Absolutely. You know, the, remember Marshawn Lynch talking about like, oh, like you had to go through his manager to be able to talk to Russell Wilson. He, he's he's kind of the worst. I can't stand Russell. Yeah, Wilson. he's he's something. I am praying on his downfall for sure. But that that being said, <laughs> <laughs> I I really hope it doesn't work out. Also, Patriots play them on Christmas Eve, so it'd be nice if that was a meaningless game for the Broncos while while we're hopefully making a playoff push. But that being said, keep, keep dreaming. Yeah, I know what you think about that. By the way, it schedule release. We didn't really talk about that. Not that there's a ton to talk about there. Um, that how about uh, the Lions on the opening night? Uh, the first oh, time, oh, yeah, Lions first time on, in however long. Um, yeah, first time in as long as I can remember, a team that hadn't like made the playoffs is playing opening night. Yeah, I, reserved I like for it. the big time teams. No, I, I, I guess there's, there's a lot of respect for the Lions. Chiefs Lions on opening night. What a wacky game. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's unique. I guess that's what Roger Goodell was going for. The, story, the the report that the Patriots are going to be honoring Tom Brady at the home debut came out. And I was I read that and I was like, oh, like, all right, that's cool. It's it's Brady Day. And like the the suspicion was like, all right, like it's gonna be against Miami. Usually or Usually we go to Miami week one. We have been often lately. And then uh, and then as you know how the schedule release works, like little games trickle out as the day goes on. And if it comes out, we're playing Miami at home week two. And I said, oh, no, like who are we playing week one? And then the rumor comes out that we're playing Philadelphia week one at home. And I said, like, please, Lord God, don't let this be true. And then it is true. It comes out officially that – Oh, great. It's Tom Brady day. The fans going to be packed with uh, the fans are going to be packed in, have a bunch of Brady nostalgia. And then we get to watch Mac Jones get blasted by the Eagles and probably throw five, 10 picks in that game. It it, it honestly could not be a worse situation there. That'll be a closer game than you think. Uh, Relax. relax. I don't actually. It's week one and wacky things happen. And honestly, like the Patriots, they're really not a team in any sense that gets killed a lot it it really just like it's it's pretty rare for for a team to just like roll it but in terms of a a combination of factors in ter- of a team you don't want to play obviously they were on the schedule we're gonna have to play them at some point anyway but like a combination of an elite pass rush and a quarterback who can run like it's it's a recipe for for the patriots having a really rough day i mean maybe maybe we can play keep away a little bit and, and keep it close. I wouldn't be shocked if it's close. Like I'd be pretty shocked if we won the game. Uh, They're four and a half, four and a half point underdogs. It's yeah, not a lot. Which means it'd be like 10 in Philadelphia. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not a game I have a lot of confidence in. It, it, I can already see the jokes flying on Twitter. Like, Oh, put Brady in the game. It, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough day to, uh, to be a, the supporter of Mac Jones. There's that the zappy chants are going to be flying week one. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's not an ideal start either. I haven't seen or... you like this. Just not confident about not delusionally confident about the Patriots. Well, I, think we're gonna win nine games. I think we're going to win nine games. Yeah. So I, I, if that's delusionally confident, call it delusionally confident. Yeah, very delusional. And that that being said, I, we 
we all right, as I'm talking through it, we can win this game. We're gonna win this game. Uh, you're right. I gotta get back to my brand. Uh, but no, it's just like it, it. You couldn't draw up a worse scenario for like. And again, like if you're Mac Jones, like you would hope he's mentally tough enough that that it's not gonna matter. But like the off. You think guy, he's mentally tough enough that it won't matter? Uh, that remains to be seen. <laughs> that, 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 the jury is still out on the yeah. toughness of Mac Jones. Uh, I'm not sure if the physical toughness is there either. But uh, the the mental toughness remains to be seen. Uh, that being said, it's like you could not draw up a worse situation. Like Brady, you know, it's going to be a Brady love fest from Kraft on the field early in the game. Crowd's going to be chanting Brady, and then Mac Jones is going to probably come out and put up a stinker again against the, a very tough Eagles defense. I, if I'll tell you what, if he doesn't, if he plays a good game in this in this week one. Oh boy, I'm all in. But it's setting up for a bad game or like a Mac Jones season-ending injury and like Zappy plays and we win five games. Something like that. I don't feel good about that game, but maybe I'll be wrong. Who knows? It's Brady Day. Wacky things can happen. All right, we'll we'll move on from uh complaints about the Patriots schedule. I I mean I really do think if things go well, like I said, I they're gonna be a top three defense. Offense should be better. Yes, the schedule's harder. I don't think I'm crazy for thinking they can win nine games, compete for a playoff spot, maybe 10 games if everything goes right. But in the same breath, if everything goes wrong, they could win five games. So I'm I'm pretty undecided on the season. As we get closer, we'll see what happens. But I don't know. What, what do you think about the Jets' schedule? Well, let, let me just say that. Objective analysis from you about the Patriots. I haven't heard you say that. Five games is – Definitely in the cards for that's like in a in a disaster uh, scenario. Five games, relax there. All right, all right. Well, in regard to the Jets, it's the same as the Patriots, the Bills, the Dolphins, every other team in the AFC East. That's a gauntlet of a, of a division within a gauntlet of a conference. So it's going to be tough. Um, all these, I'm sure they, they've got uh, they got the they're hosting a Bills Monday Night Football, then they go to Dallas. Um, and it doesn't really get much easier from there. Um, it's it's very it's a tough schedule, but I mean they're they're a good team. How about this? I can't remember the last time we had this Jets Pats Week 18 in New England, maybe with a playoff spot on the line. Maybe that'll be something. You don't you, you oh you're because you're thinking the Jets are going to win 12 games and they're not going to it's not going to be for a playoff spot for the Jets. Yeah, and I think the Patriots will win seven games, and it won't be a playoff spot for them. So. Well, in a in a in a worst case scenario, because the Jets are not going to have a playoff spot locked up by Week 18, so in a worst case scenario, maybe we can play spoiler and just knock the yeah. Jets into the playoffs. Would be a by the way, if, if it comes to that, I will not be rooting for draft pick positioning in Week 18. I will be rooting to knock the Jets out of the playoffs. Draft pick, be damned. I'm sure you won. I'm sure you won. <laughs> Uh, that being said, I, I know I mentioned the uh, the Broncos earlier. Um, yeah, I, I mean Riley Moss from from Iowa is going to be going to be really good. I, they made a big point on NFL Network of uh, oh they drafted the white corner, but true, which is you know just funny to say, but truly he is going is to something. First since just twenty years. Uh, no, it has been a minute since we since we've seen a white corner, which you know, shouldn't matter. But it, it is uh, it, it's a funny observation nonetheless. But no, they did have a really good draft. I, 
I don't know how much it changes things in the AFC West. I mean, I think the Chiefs, I mean, it's it's their division, right? I mean, is, is anyone else even going to compete, even the Chargers? Sure. No, I don't think anybody is. But I, I am. I'm certainly excited to see, regardless of whether they win the division or not. Uh, it's interesting to see if Sean Payton can figure it out with uh, Russ there. Yeah, it adds a layer of uh, complication in the AFC wild card. I said earlier that the Pats play the Broncos late in the season, so we'll see if that's with a wild card spot on the line or or what the deal is there. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the Bron- like, I mean, if they're not better, there's there's something else going on. It's funny because like you obviously like this is Russ's last chance. You know, Sean Payton, even if it, even if they win three games, is not going to get fired. They gave up a first round pick for him, so if it's it's really more on Russ this year than it is on Sean Payton. Obviously, you know, the ownership will want to see an improvement drastically. And I don't, they- I don't know if last chance is the right word. They're 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 pretty locked into this deal. Like they're not they're not going to cut him. That'd be an absurd amount of dead money to eat. And um, it's definitely put up or shut up. But um, I, I don't. It's, if he plays out another stinker, what are they going to do? They don't really have a lot of options. I mean, I I think they just take the L and uh, and figure. I, I don't know if they're not going to make a trade for another big quarterback, but you know maybe. Yeah, they're probably maybe, just going to roll him out. I don't know. We'll see. see if they can figure it out this year. Asked. Yeah, maybe mortgage more future assets and, and try to trade up for one of these guys next year. I don't know. I mean, they I sure, don't, yeah. Or I don't. I can't even remember if uh, Seattle might have last year pick again. So, yeah, I think they do. They got two. Uh, last year was the um, was the nightmare scenario. It could not have gotten worse for uh, Russ and Denver. So yeah, we'll see the, if they, the Jets. Sean Payton can write the ship. The, the Jets saw that and said, "Let's bring in Nathaniel Hackett to run our offense." Well, they saw what he did with Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna push the narrative that it was all Matt Lafleur and Hackett was just along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how Lafleur does without Rodgers this year. Uh, all right, we'll we'll cut it there for now. Short episode this week. There wasn't a ton of stuff to talk about. We're gonna start doing like some divisional previews as we move along here. Hopefully, we'll get some news or something in the next week. But appreciate you guys listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys.